Hello, everybody. Welcome to It Was Tuesday with your host, James Chen, a.k.a. Jay Chenzor. Obviously, the talk of the town in the fighting game world is Zangief. And, uh, of course, Snake Eyes' improbable victory at U.S. slash Canada West CPT. Uh, again, full of amazing players, Chris ECH, Reynolds, Nephew, uh, etc., etc. And yet Snake Eyes, using Zangief, was able to take victory and win. And so now there's all this debate out there on um, is Zangief actually bad or is Snake Eyes that good. See, this is the eternal question now, and uh, we're going to actually examine that match. So something I haven't done on It Was Tuesday before is analyze a match. So we're actually going to do that. So if this is something that you guys enjoy, uh, please let me know in the comments. Uh, we'll talk about the win first, and then we'll analyze the match second. So if you're watching this on YouTube right now, the match analysis will come uh, a day after that I post up this section over here. So uh, if you don't see it there yet, just uh, wait a day and I should be able to get it up uh, within a day. But let's talk about this. Um, let's talk about this, right? Is So the longest of time, backstory, Zangief is terrible in Street Fighter Six. This is what everybody's been saying, including myself, who has tried to use Zangief and I just played him and I'm like, no. <laughs> No, I'm not doing this to myself. I'm not playing a low-tier character again. I, I, I refuse to do this. And uh, Snake Eyes has played the character, and he has often said on his own stream that he thinks Zangief is trash. Uh, Brutus is another big Zangief player, and he's moved on to Marisa. Danny Pham is another Zangief player, and one time he came on my stream, and all he was doing was complaining about Zangief. Uh, over and over again and just talking about how bad the character is. So, uh, I mean, yeah, there's uh, modern versus classic Zangief kind of discussions as well. It's hard to say if modern Zangief is better. We just don't have any proof, right? We just have no data for that. And one of the toughest things about the modern conversation, something that we'll talk about. Also, shout outs to Best of V Show. I just saw up there the subscription. Thank you very much uh, for the continued support over here on it was Tuesday. So let's just get out, get this out of the way here, okay? Let's talk about this really quickly here. Is Zangief a bad character if Snake Eyes was able to take Zangief to victory for CPT against such uh, amazing competition? Yes. <laughs> Zangief is a bad character. He is not strong. He's deficient in many, many areas in Street Fighter VI. Now, there's a lot of caveats to this, right? There's a lot of things to talk about here because a bad character today is not the same thing as a bad character that we've talked that we can talk about in olden days, right? When you talk about a bad character, there are characters such as like Servebot in MVC2, right? Like that's the extreme. Like this character literally is in there just to be a joke and has absolutely no realistic chances to win, right? Then you can talk about like Third Strike, you talk about characters like Q, you talk about characters like Remy or 12, right? You talk about Super Turbo, you talk about characters like, again, Zangief, Blanca, and Cami, right? These are all uh, bad characters. Uh, and in situations where like, these are legit, like 
awful characters. Like, they are not going to win tournaments. Uh, and so, do we have a situation here where Zangief is that bad? In Street Fighter VI, Zangief is not good. <laughs> but there are no bad characters in Street Fighter VI, okay? There are no bad characters in Street Fighter VI. Let's just establish that right away. So while I say Zangief is bad, it's, it's more just that he is clearly the weakest character in the game outside of some arguments of Lily and Jamie and Ryu and people are talking about these characters, but I, I honestly think Zangief is uh, the weakest character in the game. And uh, a lot of people are already talking about this in the chat, about Snake Eyes, for example, right? I mean, he just won Texas Showdown with Potemkin pre-season pre three patch when Potemkin was clearly one of the weakest characters. Now, he didn't face off against a lot of the Supreme players in the U.S. Uh, there, but, I mean, still winning with Potemkin is a pretty impressive thing to be followed up by winning CPT West with Zangief. But how does that make sense, right? How does that make sense? If a player can win with the character, doesn't that necessarily mean, doesn't that automatically qualify the character as not being bad? And the answer is honestly no. <laughs> that doesn't mean the character isn't bad. And again, I say bad as in Street Fighter VI bad, not classic bad. And, and, and it's good to bring up the classic bad as well because, you know, I mentioned a character like Cami and Super Turbo who has actually won tournaments. Shoutouts to guys like Silent Scope, right, who have actually won fairly stacked tournaments with Cami. But the thing about it is, does that make Cammy not a bad character? No. <laughs> the character is still bad. There are so many, I tweeted this, there are so many examples of bad characters doing well, right? So, for example, uh, David posted up Kuroda's Q uh, defeating Justin Wong and Ricky Ortiz in SBO. Q is a bad character. Justin Wong and Ricky are amazing. It's just... Kuroda was a special kind of player who was using the right character. In Super Turbo, Komoda Blanca is another one of those players who severely outperforms what his character is supposed to be able to do. Spartan Throne just got top six at UMVC3 at EVO using Iron Fist, right? Uh, I've talked about uh, situations where I won a grand finals match Granted, I wasn't playing Armika the whole tournament, but I still won a ground finals match in Alpha 3 with Armika. So, you know, and Armika's really bad. <laughs> Armika's not good in Alpha 3. She is a terrible, terrible character. But the thing about it is, just because they can win these things doesn't mean they're good. And sometimes, you know, it does take a very special person to do this. So a lot of people are going to be out there going, imagine if Snake Eyes was playing Marisa. Imagine if Snake Eyes was playing Ken. He would be ridiculous. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But the, that's the beauty of fighting games, right? Is that the character archetypes and styles are varied enough that players they will find their comfort zone. I can't tell you for sure that Snake Eyes would be a much better player playing another character. He would win more playing another character than he would play with Zangief, even though Zangief is the weakest character in Street Fighter VI, in my opinion right now. Again, 
only Lily maybe has that potential to claim that throne over uh, Zangief. <laughs> People even use Lucia in Street Fighter V. Uh, and the more I think about it, the more proud I am that I got to Super Diamond with Lucia in Street Fighter V in about a year. <laughs> It's actually kind of impressive the more I think about it. So I'm, I'm damn proud of myself for that one. But here's the thing, right? Players can definitely overachieve with characters, and it happens all the time, right? You just find that character that works for you, and, and, and your mindset just kind of works with that character. But the thing about it is, you know, a lot of times we talk about tier lists as in the best player using the character as optimally as possible. And, you know, over time, that's kind of a tier list rating system that I think doesn't work. I think is very flawed. And the more and more, the older I get, the less I consider that. Uh, I think it's more important to look at the quality of the character in terms of breadth, in terms of scope, right? We need to see what the character does overall. Shoutouts to Case Money for the subscription. Appreciate it very, very much. Uh, Snake Eyes had a very strong Kage in Street Fighter V, and it was hilarious, because if you watched him play him, he played Kage like a grappler. There's a reason why Kami and Super Turbo worked so well for me, because I only realized years later I was playing Kami like a grappler. I, I just I wasn't even playing her like a, a pixie character. I just used her as a pure grappler, practically. Um, it was a very grappler mindset that I had with Kami. And so what I'm trying to say is that, you know, we have to look at the breadth. We have to look at the scope of things. Someone asked me on Twitter, you know, interesting mindset that bad characters can do well at tournaments and still be bad, right? But where do you actually draw the line? Where do you actually go, okay, fine, the character's not bad. The character's good. All right, character's good. And the answer to that is a purely, purely scientific answer. And the answer is consistency, right? You need to see the consistency. We cannot, uh, and you know, there's a little, again, caveats all over the place. And this is the hardest thing about making any kind of discussions like this. But, uh, you know, diff character difficulty of usage comes into play, for example, like Dalsum, one of the best characters in Street Fighter V, you know, but you didn't see a lot of Dalsum in results because there weren't that many Dalsum players. The thing about it is the players that were using Dalsum were pretty damn consistent. So, uh, yeah, you, you kind of knew that Dalsum was really, really strong. But... Um, <laughs> Two times speed on YouTube. Yeah, that's fair. Are we, are we, are we going to talk about, and then the Zangief here, and then we're going to have the situation where, yeah. <laughs> I'm really curious how that's going to sound at two times speed on YouTube. But again, it's about consistency and breadth, right? So what we need to look at is a situation is how consistently well does Zangief do, right? It's not just when Snake Eyes is playing Zangief. How does Zangief fare just in kind of the general, in tournament world, in ranked world, et cetera, et cetera? When we look at Zangief overall, his success rate is very low. <laughs> A lot of characters have very, very low success rates. Um, Lily and Zangief being the one... Uh, 
in particular. Uh, just using him in ranked, yeah, I mean, he's got more representation in ranked, uh, says Coupon says he thinks he's totally fine as a ranked character. Coupon being a Zangief player uh, in ranked who does very, very well with Zangief in ranked. Uh, but again, the amount of work that Zangief has to to put forth is still going to be a lot higher than a lot of other characters, right? You have to, again, it, it, I, I like to use like poker pot odds kind of as an example, you know, because poker is a true game of chance. Obviously, fighting games are not games of chances. They're more games of strategy and, 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 and you know, prediction and, you know, uh, but that does share the psychology with poker. But when it's come, when it's time to suck out on a card, it's a very different thing. But the idea is that probability-wise, Zangief is not going to carry anybody <laughs> in Street Fighter VI. This is just the best way to state it. Zangief will not carry anybody in Street Fighter VI right you as a player have to make f make up for Zangief's flaws and and that's what it really comes down to right Zangief is not going to do you any favors if you're going to rely what are Zangief's strengths right literally SPD damage right like that's his number one strength you cannot rely on SPD damage to get you into master rank and then to do well in master it's just, that's just not a thing that's actually going to happen. You have to put in a lot of work with Zangief uh, in order to win. And that's kind of where the determination, in my opinion, of what makes a good character versus a bad character. Again, we're talking bad in terms of Street Fighter VI. No one is actually bad, but it's just easier to say, talk about characters being bad than saying, oh, bottom tier character, etc., etc. Dude, his drive rush combos are awful. <laughs> Have you seen how little damage Zangief's drive rush combos do? Like, you look at Ken. Oh, yeah, Manon's not a particularly strong character right now either, uh, Psychodamo, right? That's the thing, is that Manon <laughs> has fallen off considerably uh, since the launch of the game. So she's a character who also is uh, finding a little bit more difficulty to win. But you just look at all these other characters like Ken, like Jury, like Cammy, and everything like that. And you just, they, uh, Ken, I mean, look, all right. <clears throat> I try to be unbiased. I try to be unbiased. <laughs> but I'm going to be biased here. But holy crap, Ken has everything. <laughs> Ken has every freaking thing in the planet. And I'm not going to say that Ken carries everybody who plays him. But Ken carries a lot of players, okay? Look, if you're a Ken player out there, you will probably admit to that as well. Ken is ridiculous. He does so much for you. And he just does so much damage, so much corner carry. Has the craziest corner mix-ups. And Dragon Lash is ridiculous, and Standing Heavy Punch is a crime against humanity. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> biased phase over. Back to being unbiased. 
logical James. In any case, you know, Zangief is not going to do you any favors here. So this is, this is the main thing. Is a bad character can win. It can happen, and it will happen. It will happen all the time, but it's the consistency we need. How many Zangief players can actually do this? How many Zangiefs can actually do this besides just Snake Eyes, right? Because again, sometimes it is that match made in heaven, right? Sometimes it, it is just that. Like, for example, I think Blanca's amazing, right? And people are going to be like, well, there's not a lot of Blancas out there. Nah. Well, I mean, Vasant got top eight with Blanca uh, at CPT. Oh, he got top 16, I should say, at CPT US West. Mena Ardia has shown off a really strong Blanca. Wolfgang has done well with Blanca. And just recently at one of the ICFC Asias, Liang Liang Blanca from China got second place and just murdered everybody, right? Like, there is a little bit of consistency. And you look at Blanca's tools, and clearly, Blanca has real tools. Like... I can legit say Blanca has a real mix-up, right? If he ever hits you with the Blanca roll, the rainbow roll in the corner, and he throws out a Blanca-chan, like, that's a legitimate setup to a mix-up. He can jump and EX Blanca ball you from the air and be plus on block. That's a legitimate setup for mix-ups. Blanca has, like... His character design has ways to help open people up. The reason why I think Kimberly is so strong is because Kimberly has so many built-in mix-ups. She's just a mix-up character all there just, just by herself, right? Clearly, uh, once people start realizing the best way to fight against her, her power drops off a little bit. But this is why I can't ever say Kimberly is bad because she has built-in ways to mix you up. Now, not having built-in ways to mix you up doesn't necessarily make you a bad character. Cammy, for example, no built-in ways to mix you up. However, her <laughs> buttons, her normals and her foot speed and the utility of the dive kick are strong enough that it can carry Cammy very, very far because you can win with the game engine. This is Cammy's life since Street Fighter V, right? She wins via the game engine more than she wins via Kami. She's always just the epitome of what the game engine wants to do. But then you have a character like Zangief who <laughs> literally has no mix-ups, right? I mean, what, like, like, what... I've said this in a tweet. What's your reliable mix-up to go to for the win, Right? For example, I play Kimberly. I've got the wall, get them with the wall stick, do the reset, and now I've got a higher low that leads into level three. I try to hit them with a light elbow, then jump down elbow, and they walk into it, into low jab, into elbow, into level three. There's a reliable, there's reliable mix-ups that you can kind of go to. What is Zangief's go-to mix-up? Like, I don't think he has one. <laughs> The best he's really got is drive rush cancel and try to hit you low with crouching light kick or go for SPD slash super, right? I mean, that's that. And, and again, that's where Zangief's strength does shine, right? Because this is, you don't have to guess right as much as long as you land the SPD. Um, oh, uh, again, mix-ups aren't the end-all be-all because like I said, Cammy 
doesn't have a mix-up. Remember, I said that, right? But my whole point is that Zangief doesn't have what Cammy has either. <laughs> you don't have to have mix-ups in order to be the best. It's just that you don't have anything else <laughs> as Zangief. Like, what is... Zangief can't even really play footsies very well. Like, one of the buffs that I want to give to Zangief is let his standing medium kick be cancelable. Like, just let his standing medium kick be cancelable. Literally opens up no new combos. Maybe gives him the ability to drive rush in a little bit better. But the whole point is that at least I can cancel it into a drive impact. <laughs> So I can throw the damn button out. <laughs> so I can throw the damn button out in neutral, right? That's the other problem is that Zangief is so susceptible to drive impacts. And a lot of characters are susceptible to drive impacts. But if you're Zangief and you're expecting an opponent to drive impact your button, you can't throw out a button. <laughs> you, you can't. Like, all you could, like, what are you baiting them with? You can't bait them with Stand Fierce. You can't bait them with Stand Strong. You can't bait them with Standing Medium Kick. You can't bait them with Crouching Medium Kick. You can't bait them with Crouching Heavy Kick. What are you baiting the Drive Impact out with? <laughs> you literally have nothing, right? A lot of the times, in order to beat people who like to Drive Impact you in neutral, you throw out buttons that are cancelable on purpose so that you could actually beat them, right? And so here, Sir, Sir Serupa says, uh, isn't the whole point of Grappler to force a player to respect grapple damage and bait them to zone you out, then with punish? Mix-ups are patience and around a person's patience, not ability to block. Yeah, it is, except Zangief can't really with punish that well either, right? <laughs> What, 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 so Ken whiff punishes you, gets a crouching medium kick, drive rush, corner carry, and now you die. Zangief whiff punishes you with what? Like, what does Zangief whiff punish you with? Like, light SPD, maybe, you know? But it's, again, it's just, it's not great. Stand medium punch times three doesn't give you the oki. And then on top of all that, so here's the other thing about Zangief too. Here's the other thing about Zangief, is that the reason why Zangief was fair in other games, because he's always had this problem. He's always had this problem of having trouble getting in on people and having to deal with their zoning and having no Oki rewards off of SPD in old games, right? So why did that make it? Why do I love hyperfighting Zangief and Super Turbo Zangief, for example, when he has the same problems uh, trying to get in on people? The real answer to that question is because the payoff for Zangief was that the opponents can't pressure him. So the opponents have to respect Zangief as well. Zangief has always had a Lariat anti-air. He's always had an, a Lariat anti-air. And it's always worked great. It's always beat cross-ups so people couldn't cross him up on his wake-up, etc., etc. His SPD would beat people trying to media attack him. Even in Street Fighter IV, uh, his EX SPD was invul and would beat media attacks. He had that option. Zangief's defense in Street Fighter VI is, I think, objectively, <laughs> the worst defense in the game. 
he can get rushed down in the corner almost more than any other character. Not only that, but they changed the game so that attacks beat throws when they hit on the same frame. Where in Street Fighter V, <laughs> that wasn't the case at all. <laughs> like, literally wasn't the case. Throws actually beat attacks when they connected on the same frame in this game. That doesn't happen. So they weakened uh, grapplers even more there. Zangief being plus one in Street Fighter, if this were Street Fighter V rules, Zangief being plus one would be amazing. Uh, Zangief right now uh, being plus one doesn't work necessarily as well. So there's a lot of weaknesses for this character. But that doesn't mean that someone can't pilot him to victory, right? That's just the whole thing, right? Again, as a low-tier hero myself, I have constantly piloted bad characters to stupid tournament, win tournament uh, placements that I shouldn't have gotten to, right? I mean, I think Kami versus Honda is a 9-1 matchup in favor of Honda in Super Turbo. But I can tell you that in actual tournaments, I have beaten more Hondas with my Kami than I've actually lost the Hondas with my Kami. And that's just because when you have bad match matchups, you learn how to fight them, you analyze them. And the other thing, too, is if you're willing to stick with a low tier character for a very long time, you're stubborn. <laughs> You're stubborn. And there's one thing I will give to Zangief players is I feel like that they're a lot more stubborn than a lot of other people because Zangief is just, that is the archetype they want to play, right? They want to play that archetype. They don't want to play any of the other archetypes. They, they want to play the grappler. And most fighting games don't really give you a choice. Especially like if you're a Guilty Gear player. Can you name me a single Guilty Gear character Without saying Potemkin, who was a grappler in Guilty Gear, throughout the entire existence of Guilty Gear, since the beginning of Guilty Gear's existence, name me a gra Okay, Kai. Kai. <laughs> Maybe Kai. <laughs> but in a traditional sense, there has never been another grappler in uh guilty gear someone you know olaf tried to sell me on abba as well but look if zangief spd'd you and turned into super fast destructive monster okay we can talk about that all right not only that but abba can also combo her quote command throw right so you know it's she could transition without having to command grab you so <laughs> daru you know with meter Point being is that if you're a grappler player, you don't have much of a choice. And so a lot of the times you're going to stick with the character and you're going to try to excel with them beyond your means. And I really do admire that with grappler players. And like I said, I would have done that with Zangief, except I just, I, I lived that life with Lucia in Street Fighter V and I just didn't want to do it again, you know. Obviously, you watch someone like Snake Eyes and you're like, yay, look, hey, look, he made Zangief look good. I'm inspired to go play Zangief again. But all I picture is lemmings where, like, all the lemmings are just walking into a lava pit, you know. <laughs> Like, that's all I think. I just see all these lemmings going, yay! And they all run into the lava pit because all the Zangief players are like, we can win! And then you go and then you basically die. 
Oh, man. And, you know, again, the tough, the tough thing is this, right? Like, it's scary to make grapplers good in fighting games. Um, it really is. Because grapplers are, especially for a wide audience game like Street Fighter, grapplers make people quit, right? Because, I mean, let's face it. As bad as Zangief is, everybody still hates this character. <laughs> Everybody still thinks Zangief is like, oh, God, grapplers, they should stay shitty, and uh, he's not good, he sucks, uh, you know, like, he's so broken, I hate fighting Zangief. And then every time I watch all of them play against Zangief, all they do is just run into his arms and die. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, no wonder you hate fighting Zangief, dude. No wonder you hate fighting Zangief. People don't want to accept the fact that when you fight against Zangief, you become a zoner. You play a different style of play. You change your game plan based off of your opponent. And people don't want to do that. They just want to keep playing that the way they play. Grapplers don't let you do that. And so everybody hates fighting grapplers. But even when grapplers are shitty, people who hate grapplers still hate grapplers. And it's just, it's risky to make him strong. But at the same time, it's like, gotta make him better than he is right now and so yes snake eyes won with zangief but that doesn't make zangief a good character dude that does well zoners are the same thing necromancy black so you see uh talking about jp right everyone still i see talks about jp grapplers are the i mean zoners are the other end right the reason why people hate grapplers and zoners is you can't block against them on defense, you can't rely on that, right? If you're fighting against a grappler, they just throw you out of your block and you can't tech it and it sucks. When you fight against a rushdown character, you always have this false sense of, I could have blocked that or I totally teched that in your brain for some reason. Even though Milia has proven with the Milia, tra Milia blocking trainer flash program that Milia is literally impossible to block on reaction, you have the false sense of hope that you could have blocked him. Then you fight JP, and then he's just like, spike, spike, go, spike, go, spike, spike. And you're like, God, I can't do anything. And everybody hates that about JP. But the thing about it is the zoning factor of JP is actually <laughs> kind of like his weaker aspect. It's I've said this on Twitter many times. It's not his zoning that makes JP a problem. It's actually his offense that makes JP a problem. The fact that he has the ability to just mix you to death so badly is what makes JP too strong. Uh... It's not about the zoning. And a lot of people don't understand that too because just like with grapplers, they don't want to change their game plan. So when you fight zoners, you don't realize that everything a zoner does leaves a giant gap. I've talked about, I mean, we'll talk about this when we analyze the match a little bit more. But every time JP does a ground spike, if he misses, he's stuck for 60 some odd frames, right? If his ground spikes are hitting you every single time, and he has to aim three different places to put a ground spike, is that the zoner's fault or is that your fault? <laughs> really ask yourself that question. <laughs> if he is spiking everywhere you are every single time, <laughs> before you get there, <laughs> is that his fault or your fault? <laughs> so, um, 
it's really the offense of JP that's messed up because his zoning can turn into something really, really crazy. Uh, that's the problem. If, if he was only pure zoning, I think JP would be handleable. I think most people have kind of figured that part out, but it's really the offense that kind of messes people up. So no, Zangief is not a good character <laughs> just because Snake Eyes won with him. You can win with bad characters. And again, caveat being that there are no bad characters in Street Fighter VI, but Zangief is clearly bottom three, bottom two, right? Zangief is bottom two. I think almost everybody will say that, except for people who hate fighting Zangief, right? Uh, but like a lot of people have said, just take Zangief online and suffer and just see how hard he is to win with. And like Coupon said in the chat, he might let you steamroll through the beginning ranks because nobody wants to be able to fight grapplers properly. But if you do not have your own fundamentals, as soon as you even get remotely to a decent rank, like Zangief, just his weaknesses will become very, very, very uh, apparent. So, uh, <laughs> next time I combo someone with JP, I'll tell my opponent, J James Chen says, this is your fault. I mean, if it's from a defensive standpoint, it is 100% their fault. Uh, if it's because you fuzzy guarded someone off of your teleport, <laughs> that is JP's fault, okay? <laughs> if it's because of it's a level two, uh, yeah, I mean, Sejam has literally said that getting Zangief to master was work, dude. <laughs> work. And this is Sejam we're talking about here, okay? Sejam, who is an exceptional fighting game player. Like, again, I always say this about Sejam, but, like, I, uh, you know, he made a choice to go commentary instead of playing. But if he stayed at playing, I think he would be, like, one of the top players in NA. He was amazing back in the day. And, you know, when he was first playing Killer Instinct, he would finish top eights regularly. And he picks up fighting games so fast. Like, he's fast at picking up games faster than, than, than most people that I know. Uh, when it comes to just gelling with a game system. Uh, yeah, Gunner Judy guy, if I meet a Geef online, one of two things happen. Either I will stuff him or he will stuff me. No in-between, yeah. And that's the thing too, right? Because a lot of times people don't take the time to study how to fight Zangief. And that's just the thing. All you have to do is just take a little bit of time. I've lost to Zangiefs. I'm not going to say like, oh my God, Zangief's bad. I slaughter him every time. I lose to Zangiefs all the time because... I don't study how to fight him, <laughs> but uh, I've learned a few punishes that Kim can do, et cetera, et cetera, and now uh, I can handle the matchup a lot better. So my friend said, if a new game character comes out, just watch Sejam to learn about it quickly. Exactly. Like, he's, he's so fast at picking up things, and if he says Zangief was work, that's just how it is, dude. <laughs> uh, so, um... Yeah, playing low tier also forces you to understand matchups way better, for sure. Because now you can't just rely on your character carrying you to that point, but to victory. And again, Zangief isn't going to carry anybody to victory. And, and that's the truth. So, you know, I know a lot of people like to argue if Zangief was able to win CPT West against some amazing players, especially doing a grand finals reset against a really amazing 
JP player in Reynold, clearly that means that Zangief is good. And I say, no, I don't think that's what it means at all. It just means that Snake Eyes is amazing. He gels with Zangief on a level. He gels with grapplers on a level that few others do. Because again, we'll see this when we watch the footage. Snake Eyes just has this most amazing ability to read what the opponents are thinking. And again, when even when he played Kage and even when he played Evil Ryu back in 4 and 5, like he still played them like grapplers. It was really, really interesting if you watch the way he played. It was still a grappler mindset. And so he just has that mindset and it works for him very, very well. So, uh, so that's kind of how I feel on that whole entire situation. Uh, I know a lot of people <laughs> are like, stop downplaying Zangief. Zangief is clearly good. It's just, he, it's, he's just not. <laughs> Like, having played fighting games for 35 years, like, as soon as I started picking up Zangief, I was like, this is, no. <laughs> I don't want to work this hard. I don't want to work this hard, honestly. Uh, but the game is very balanced in terms of modern fighting games. I mean, in terms of the scope of fighting games of all time, for sure. Thoughts on FGC growing in Latin America, Nane Jr.? Uh, I will say that I think the Latin America fighting game scene has always been very strong. It's just that Netcode has never allowed us to see what they're capable of. And with the improvement of Netcode, we have been able to see how strong the players are. And that has led to, yes, a growth in uh, Latin America for sure. But I think Latin America has always been really, really underrated as a region. And honestly, the biggest thing holding them back was the netcode and visas. Honestly, like, if you want to be real talk, real talk, it's absolutely the thing. So, so right. So, Origami Kingdom says, I don't care if he's good. Grappling is just a change of game flow. I'm not interested in participating in. What's interesting about that statement, or Origami Kingdom, and I'll address this because this is very, very important uh, to understand, is that that's fighting games, right? If you're getting away with playing the game and actually winning without having to change your game plan, you're using an OP character, right? I mean, that's, that's just literally the truth of the matter. It's literally the truth of the matter that if you have a character that doesn't need to change their game plan, that's the definition of a character carrying you, right? Every character has to do this, and it's not just grapplers. It's like I said, it's zoners. If you fight a, a guile who zones all of a sudden, you could fight. I mean, God, like when I go online and I play Street Fighter VI, you guys know it. There's the just the absolute psychotic Ryu players out there. There is the absolute psychotic Ryu players that just like drive him back. EXDP, Dragon Kick, I mean, uh, you know, uh, the Donkey Kick, Donkey Kick, Donkey Kick, Fireball, Dragon Punch, and you're just like, what is happening? And then you fight the Ryus that do absolutely goddamn nothing. <laughs> they just sit there and they're like, yo, I am sitting here. And I am going to play as so 
defensive as I humanly can, and you're like, I can't open this re up. What is happening here? And honestly, that's how fighting games play. That's why learning how to fight grapplers are important. It might not be what you're interested in playing against, but the whole point of fighting games is to make it so that the person you're fighting is not having fun. <laughs> If I can detect that you are getting frustrated against a certain style, guess what I'm doing? I'm sticking with that style, right? And so the whole point of fighting games is learning how to fight against all the different styles and learning how to adjust and learning how to fight the different kinds of characters and players out there. Yes, does fighting a grappler turn you into a zoner? Yes, it does a lot of the times. Will that make you stronger against crazy wild rushdown players? Yes, it will. <laughs> it will. And that's the thing. Learning how to play these different styles, learning how to fight a grappler isn't just I learn how to fight a grappler. It's teaching you how to play defense. It's teaching you what buttons you can use safely. You're, it makes you understand your spacing against the opponent so you could poke at them a little bit. It makes you more hyper aware of jumps so that you can anti-air more consistently. Learning how to fight a grappler strengthens so much of your core gameplay from a defensive style that it will help you when you fight against people who rush you down. Grapplers exacerbate that because then they get in and you're, they throw you and like, this is cheap, this is stupid. But the thing about it is if you fight a rushdown character and you let them jump in on you, sometimes you're like, well, you know what, I can just block whatever he does. But the punishment for blocking a jump in from a rushdown character is equally as bad as it is when you block a jump in from a grappler. It's, it's literally, like, literally, if Zangief, if me makes you block a jump attack and then he heavy SPDs you, he does 40% damage and gets no Oki. You let a Kami or a Ken <laughs> jump in on you and you block that, and then he shimmies and you whiff a button, they're going to do 40% damage and corner carry you and get Oki. <laughs> like, grapplers aren't even the worst of it. <laughs> But if you learn how to fight against the grappler, that's going to help make you understand that you can't let Kens and Kamis and juries get away with jumping in on you either, right? So that's the whole concept here. So you can't just pin it on grapplers. You can't just look at a grappler and be like, I hate that it turns me into a defensive player and I have to play that way to fight them. Sometimes one, that's not even true. I've fought grapplers before that I have noticed that their defense is very bad and then I just rush them down to kill them. But then if I fight a grappler whose defense is actually really strong, then I have to learn to play defense. And again, that's not anti-grappler. That's just learning a defensive style to, and then understanding how to, th to partition your mental stack as well because a jump from a grappler is very scary and so you are going to try to make sure you anti-air them a lot better than maybe some other characters but that's that's the whole idea of it you you, you can't hate the mind the, the 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 game that a grappler forces you to play i get it 
I get it because it's annoying and you're like, I just want to play my games. I didn't pay 60 bucks to not hit buttons and to sit back and not exert my mix up, you know. But again, that's kind of how fighting games is. So uh, Ignacio Corto, uh, mental stack. Mental stack is uh, basically the idea that you have 10 points in your brain to assign to different things. So, for example, if we're playing neutral in footsies, I'm going to assign six points to checking dashes. I'm going to assign two points, three points to anti-air, and I'm going to assign one point to stopping a drive impact. And so I'll be fighting, and then the guy drive impacts, and I'm like, oh, God, and I block because I'm thinking so much about dashes. Or I can assign seven points to anti-air, two points to uh, checking dashes, or three points to checking dashes, and no points to uh, drive impacts at all. So now all I'm doing is waiting for anti-air, and then when the opponent dashes at me, I'm like, oh God, and then they get in. So the concept of mental stack is partitioning what you're trying to anticipate from the opponent based off of what your opponent seems to like to do the most so that you can counter that option, basically. <laughs> Wake up super, not in the stack at all. Exactly. <laughs> but again, the like Sir Serpa says, the mental stack has to keep changing constantly, constantly. If I walk up to someone and I have seven to anti-air and three to dashes slash drive rush, and he goes, drive impact, and I block. Then I walk him, he goes, drive impact, and I block. Then I walk him, he goes, drive impact, and I block. I'm going to be like, all right. <laughs> okay, now we have six to drive impact and three to anti-air, and one to dashes, etc., <laughs> etc. Uh, et et that's what you have to do. That mental stack has to keep changing, and that's what mental stack is, Ignacio Corto. It is basically the FGC accepted term for anticipating all the different routes, and what Street Fighter VI has done has really bought, brought mental stack to the forefront because of the fact that there's like nine things to look out for in this game. Dashes, drive impacts, their special move like a dragon lash, drive impact, jumping, freaking dude. There's so much mental stack in Street Fighter Six that people call this game uh, mental stack fighter six sometimes. Uh, so yeah, and, and if you get put in the corner, your mental stack better jump up to at least five or six of uh, drive impact because if you do not counter the drive impact you lose a crap ton of damage so as soon as you get put into range where drive impact will bounce you off the wall you had better rechange your uh, mental stack instantly right away you had better start thinking about that and i do that a lot of times when i get put towards the corner i put all of a sudden my pinky starts hovering over the shortcut button i just i have to do it uh, you just have to be aware of it. A lot of times I forget, and then the drive impact comes and I die. But that's the whole thing with grapplers. Uh, you have to make sure your mental stack is properly attuned to what they can do because grapplers really don't have a lot of options. That's just generally how they're designed. Zangief's drive rush isn't great. His footsie normals aren't great. His jump isn't faster than anybody else's. He doesn't have DJ jump down light kick for Christ's sakes. Uh, so fighting against grapplers is really just learning how to allocate your mental stack and fighting the Zangief player properly. And uh, that's how you fight grapplers. 
Um, in any case, let's examine that match. Let's watch that match. If you're here on YouTube, like I said, if this is the first day that this video is up, uh, check tomorrow because I will put up the, uh, the actual analysis video up tomorrow. Uh, and, and if it's, this is past the first day, it should be up already. So you should be able to find it. For those of you here on Twitch, keep, uh, tuned in over here, uh, while we go over this match. But, uh, uh, otherwise I hope you guys enjoyed this for the YouTube audience. Please leave a comment. Tell me why I'm wrong that Zangief is still not a good character. Who's still potentially the weakest character here. And, uh, like and subscribe and hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, remember that the day that this podcast graced your ears was the most important day of your life. But for me... It was Tuesday. <laughs>